Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode with Dr. Latifat. How are you guys doing? Oh my goodness, I'm doing fantastic. I've missed you guys. Any of you like, Latifah, what are you talking about? We still heard you last week. Yes, because I've told you guys in the past that I do batch my recording. So that means that I'm not recording all the time. So I batch them. I may do four episodes. I may do six episodes. I may do eight episodes within like two recording times, right? So it's not like I'm recording this every single time. So We've been traveling. And so because we were traveling and I knew that life was going to be a little bit irregular, I planned in ahead of time by recording some episodes ahead of time. So right now, it really feels like I haven't talked to you guys in weeks and I have missed you. Did you miss me? You're like, no, Latifah, I heard you a few days ago. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. I am doing fantastic. Uh, For those that are new to my platform, welcome. I'm so glad you found us. We've been waiting for you. We've been looking for you. What we do here is we talk about all things money and mindset. And if you don't know what that means, it's really how we think about money, our relationship with money. And the whole entire goal is this. I want you guys to be wealthy. And I want that to be in an expansive, abundant perspective, not just about money only, but also about money, relationship, ownership, your voice, your time, right? Your health and all those other things. So that's why I talk about money here, but it's really about building wealth from the inside out. Because if you've looked around, there's a lot of crap going on in the world, right? And so I truly believe that changing the narrative of money helping more women physicians have money and helping bridge the gap that currently exists when it comes to financial education for women physicians. So if you're here, I'm glad we found you. The episode I have today is going to be amazing and powerful. And it is a lot of kudos and a lot of credit goes to the humans and the amazing women physicians inside of my money coaching school. So we have a money school for women physicians, which is our 12 month container where women come in, regardless of where they're starting from, they come learn about money in terms of like the numbers, in terms of the habits, the patterns and all those other stuff. They learn how to invest, they learn how to diversify and they do this in a community that is so rich, so wealthy in terms of like the the raw materials we have here because these are all badass women physicians. So a lot of times when I record episodes, it's typically because of something that I'm seeing coming up or questions that I'm getting asked in the group. And I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I tell the people on my podcast that may not be my program because they're not women physicians. They do not meet the criteria that we have, or they're not ready to commit to investing yet. Because I want y'all, if you're like Latifah, the reason why I haven't joined your community yet is because I really am trying to get this money stuff off the ground. I get it. I mean, that's really what we do inside the program. But I also want to make sure that you start to create some changes in your life so that we can change what burnout looks like. We can make sure that you're doing better. We can make sure that you're doing well. So the thing that I want to talk about today is about how our finances grow. If you think about it, 
if you see a plant, right, that's growing, you plant a seed, at some point it starts to grow and, you know, it starts to grow into leaves and, you know, the whole thing gets taller. You start to have like fruits. If it's like a fruit plant, that's easy. I miss my backyard in Sacramento. I love my fruit trees. Yes, I do miss that actually. So anyways, that just came to mind right now. Really, really random. But when it comes to our finances and our financial journey, depending on where you are, especially if you're starting or you're about to get to an area of the curve that feels like you're moving to a different level, sometimes it's hard to know whether it's working or not. And it doesn't feel like it's working, right? And so the question becomes, how do you know that it's working even before you can see the result that it is working? And the reason why I share this with you guys is number one, it's questions that people are asking. So I truly believe that it's going to be of value with to you. But also when I think back to my journey with my money, where I've gone from seven years ago, knowing nothing about money, not even knowing what a freaking 401k was, not knowing who I owed, not knowing how much debt I had, not knowing what my paycheck was going and all that stuff to now going to where we are today, where we're able to take a year of family sabbatical traveling the world with our kids, which I'm so grateful for. But when I think back to like the beginning of this journey for us, there were times in there where you're like, it just doesn't look like it's working, right? You're putting some work in, you're doing the stuff, you're doing the things, but it doesn't look like it's working. And how do you know when you're on the right track? How do you know that you should keep driving in that direction? Or maybe it's time to uproot and start planting new plants, right? Because if you think about it, at some level, there is a faith element that comes into place here. And I'm talking about faith, like faith with works, not like faith and like hoping and believing and hoping that the world, you know, makes things happen without you doing anything like you do have to do in order to create. But even when you're doing there, it doesn't actually necessarily going to look in terms of the results that you're creating, it's not going to look as major or as big as the effort that you put in at the beginning. And what happens is a lot of people quit before they get the result. And when I go back to the plant analogy that I had earlier, it's literally like you're planting a seed in the ground. It's there. You're like, it's not. I can't see an orange yet. I can't see an orange yet. And then you go uprooting the seed before you give it time, right? Because there are times when all you have to do is like actually keep watering, fertilizing, nurturing the ground, getting weeds out, make sure things are going okay. And then if you continue doing that persistently over time is when you're going to get the result of seeing the tree that's going to grow and then you'll be able to have as the fruit that you're in it. And on a very practical level for us, it took a couple of years to actually start to see the momentum kick in. So there are times when you're going to have to put in action without necessarily thinking that you're getting the result. If you focus in, especially on the big things, because the big things take time to happen. And I'm not saying time as in decades necessarily. I honestly believe that three to five years is time enough for you to be able to start to see the result of the work that you're doing. But if you're focusing only on the big and not and ignoring all the small growth, the small wins that you're having, you will uproot the tree, you will uproot the plant before it becomes something that's going to be able to provide roots for you. But this is so important because if you do that, you're not going to get the result that you want. So if that's you, then this episode is for you because I'm going to need you all to keep going if you're on the right track. And so what I want to share with us today are five things 
I think I got the number right. Five things <laughs> that I believe are important things that you can look at and focus on to help you know if you're on the right track or not. And if you've been around my platform at all, zero judgment here. Zero judgment, zero shaming, though that's not my MO. But the whole reason why I'm sharing this with you is so that you can start to see just like assessment and result. Like, what's my assessment? What's my plan? Like, what's my assessment? What's my plan? So, if there's any parts of this that you see that's lacking, it's not an uh, excuse or license for you to start judging yourself. It just means that you need to take a deep breath and ask yourself, what can I do better? How can I evaluate? How can I optimize? And that's how you're going to grow in a way that's healthy. Okay. So the number one thing that I want to talk about is you will know that you're doing well. If you like how you're spending, I would say 80% of the time. The reason why I'm saying 80% of the time is there's a level of perfectionism that comes in where we think we have to do it absolutely right or we're screwing up. If I don't do it perfectly right, I'm messing it up. And that is not the case. The question is, there's going to be times when your spending is not going to be exactly what you want. So for example, if you're starting out your financial journey and maybe the thing that you're focusing on right now is paying the high interest debt that you had from the past, right? Yes, you're like, I don't want to be sending money to the credit card company. It just isn't what I want to do. I'd rather buy assets, right? However, what you may be doing now is you're spending to take care of the things and the errors that you've done in the past, right? And so there's a course correcting that you're doing. So if you're glad about how you're spending 80% of the time, then you are doing well. And again, 80% is a random number. You don't have to like be accurate about it. But most of the time, are you happy with how you're spending? If the answer is no, then let's change it. And when I say happy with what you're spending, I mean, are you spending on things that are fun? Are you spending on assets that's going to build your money in future, right? Are you spending on your health? Are you resting? Are you spending to have more money by paying for someone to take care of the things that you need to take care of so that you can have the time and the rest that you need? Are you doing those things? You don't have to love what you're spending 100% of the time, but if you like how you're spending 80% of the time, you're doing great. And maybe you're someone that like you're 100% hated how you're spending, and now you're like, okay, 50% of the time, that's improvement for you. I'm going to high five you and say, yes, boss, well done. We're going to celebrate that here. So are you liking how you're spending 80% of the time, right? And that's something that it can continue to improve if you want, but the goal is if you're doing it 80% of the time, you're doing great. There are things that I might spend on that I may not like, right? Maybe, you know, someone did something that we're not planning on doing and I'm like, oof, I wish we didn't spend that way. That's okay, 20% of the time. If it's becoming a habit, then all things compound. So if it's becoming a habit, then that's something that you want to definitely look out for. So that's number one. Are you liking your spending 80% of the time? Number two is... Are you investing regularly and consistently? That part is important. Investing regularly and consistently. And you get to decide what you're investing in. This could be investing in the real estate, investing in the stock market, investing in businesses that you own percentages or completely, investing in your relationship, investing in your brain. Are you investing regularly and consistently? Because what happens is this, guys. As humans, we have all these ideas about the things we want to do. But when it comes down to it, Many times we don't do what we 
think we want to do, right? Because there's a part part of it that's behavior. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of automating our investment, especially if you're someone that's investing in the stock market, deciding ahead of time, how much do I want to invest? How frequently do I want to invest? What do I want to invest in? And making that happen so that you don't have to work on it or tweak it because there are going to be times when life is happening or maybe life is busy clinically. You're on call more this month or family is not doing well, family is ill or family is traveling and all that stuff. But once you've made that decision ahead of time, that is going to keep happening. And you guys know that we talk about compounding, which is where your money grows over time. Of course, there's going to be ups and downs. It's not like a perfect trajectory, but we know that the amount of time that your money is spent being invested is more important than trying to find the perfect time to invest. So if you're being intentional and investing, whether it's like in your retirement-based stuff or your taxable account outside of the retirement stuff, or maybe you're someone that owns your own practice, you own your own business, and you're able to invest in the stock market significantly, at a higher percentage or numbers than the traditional retirement, then those are good. But making those decisions ahead of time and investing. I have people in my community that are doing things like in, investing in like syndications, storages, they're investing in other passive investment ways, right? And the question that I always tell them is, are you making sure that you're investing even with that regularly and continuously and consistently? Doesn't mean you have to do it every single month, but deciding, okay, this year, I'm going to invest in like two syndications, right? Next year, I'm going to invest in like two syndications on four properties. Like whatever it is for you, you get to decide. But having a plan ahead of time and executing your plan, if you're doing that, then great, you're doing well. Again, you're not going to get the results right away, right? Because if you think about it, if you're investing in even things like syndications, you may be getting a paycheck, you know, in the mail or whatever, episodically, maybe it's like quarterly or monthly or annually, depending on what you invested in, right? So that may not be happening every every single month. And the actual amount you may be getting may not be like huge necessarily. A lot of times the money is made when you exit, right? That's when you really get a lot of return on your, invest, your investment, excuse me. So you may not be seeing the exact complete benefit yet, but if you're doing this, I call it plant seeds urgently and you harvest patiently. So planting seeds urgently. So plant, 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 and then you harvest patiently because part of it too is guys, the whole point about diversifying is because not everything you invest in is going to get you like a great return. You're not going to get a slam dunk all the time. That's just near impossible, right? But when you invest in, the plan is for you to almost like dwarf out the ones that may not do well so that you can increase the power of your return by diversifying and hopefully getting the investment in the right thing. So in are you investing regularly and consistently? Yes or no? Answer the question. <laughs> You're like, Lucifer, you cannot even hear me. Why are you hallucinating? Okay, so that's number two. The third thing is this. Is your financial net worth and an overall upward trend? Okay, so when we talk about net worth, we're talking about financial net worth. And I say that because, you know, your financial net worth is not a measure of your worth as a human being. So when I talk about net worth in the number sense, we're talking about the numbers. What your asset is, what you owe, excuse me, what you own minus what you owe, right? So your assets minus your liability, that's going to give you your net worth. And the thing is, the financial net worth is 
The goal is for it to grow over time. There's going to be bumps, ups, and downs based on what the market or the economy is saying. So if we have a downturn and things go crashing, your financial net worth may look down. Doesn't mean that you're doing bad. It's just doing what it does. It's like when you're... I don't know, kayaking or you're in a boat or you're whatever, whatever wave-like thing you can think about, right? It's going to go up and down. But the overall trend is you want to see the overall trend going up. So is your financial net worth overall going up, right? And you can do that by buying more assets, increasing ownership, which is what I talk about all dates. One of the things that I believe that women and women of color, we should all be doing that because that's our act of activism is ownership. So the more you own, thing, own things that are assets, not owning crap like liabilities, the values go down over time, but mostly owning things with the values are going up over time. The more we own those, the more assets are going to go up and the more we own those over time, right? So when you think about what you may have bought a property for, again, depending on the market, Wave, if you bought a property for, say, I don't know, $500,000 15 years ago, the value of the property is most likely going to be up now. There are times in the market where prices are like crazily ridiculous and hyperinflated. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the normal, usual time, right? So ideally, the goal is your net worth wants to, you want it to be going up. Again, there are going to be little bumps in the road based on the market and the economy. So knowing what is happening outside to a degree is going to be helpful for you to interpret the data of what you're seeing your financial net worth. But if the number is going up over time, then you're doing good, right? So is your net worth going up, trending up the trajectory over time? And if you're not calculating your financial net worth, you absolutely should. You're free to use like old school spreadsheets or you can go use like things like personal capital that I like. Well, now they're called Empower. I like them. They're free. I'm not a affiliate. I probably should be an affiliate because I do recommend them to everybody and their mamas. But that is another thing that you can look at to see how you are going, how things are going. If you're someone that's investing a lot outside of real estate, traditional real estate, traditional stock market, right? Maybe your investment is in businesses. That's something to keep in mind too when you're doing your net worth. Like if you're having assets, if you're building businesses that are assets that can be sold, that's going to be part of your net worth calculation, right? And so is your net worth overall financial going up over time? If the answer is yes, then go ahead. Yay, you. It's working. Stay the course. Keep doing what you're doing, right? And then number four thing is this. This goes back to what I talk about when it comes to how we think about money and our relationship with money. Are you feeling breathable when it comes to your money? Are you feeling like, okay, I got this. I'm doing much better than I was doing before. Are you having that increased breathability because there's no sign that's going to come up from above saying now you're doing great. Like you have to ask yourself when it comes to your finances, are you feeling more and more comfortable? Are you feeling more and more confident? And I'm asking this questions, not from the perspective of when you're indulging in the part of your brain that is sort of like the lower frequency, a uh, second guessing part, right? I'm asking my, from a higher level, the part that's solid on the ground, the part of you that goes to work when you're about to do a lumbar puncture at work and knows what the heck you're doing. Not the part of you that's like, how do I interpret a you know x-ray that I don't normally interpret, but like the grounded, badass part of, part of you. Like when I'm asking that person, are you feeling more breathable when it comes to your money? What's the answer? If the answer is yes, then you're doing great. 
And if the answer is, well, not quite, then the question now is, what is missing? How can you be more breathable? How can you work on that relationship with yourself, relationship with money, so that you're not making it mean something about you to the point that you think the presence or the absence of it means something about you? Like whether your net worth is like $10 billion or your net worth is like negative $1 million, you're worth as a human doesn't change right in my opinion that's the world that i'm choosing to live in that's a world that i'm choosing to create is the world where our value is not based on what we have but just our values based on the fact that we're human that's the world that i'm signing up for <laughs> right so the question is do you have that breathability right are you feeling that breathability which comes from knowing that you're confident in your growing skills to manage your finances to grow your net worth to interpret financial data not for formal perspective but just so that you can feel like you are equipped to do the things that you want to do when it comes to your finance and then the last but not the least is this do you have a plan for your financial emergency? This part is important, right? And having a plan for your financial emergency means you have an emergency fund. So you have savings, right? A lot of times that is ideally in cash or liquid accessible form. That's something that if something happens within 24 to 48 hours, you're able to have access to it. That is what you want your emergency funds to be in. And I always tell people, guys, there's so much perfectionism when it comes to money because we have this thought that everybody else does it perfectly. There are times when my emergency funds may may ding a little bit down below the threshold that I want because maybe we've used the money for something. We just bought an asset that required more money than we had planned. Like for example, there was a property we bought last year where we found out that it actually, we needed more money down close to closing than we had anticipated. So we had to dip into our emergency in order to do that, right? And so that was fine. That's what it was there for. And then the question now is how do we refill that emergency back? And there are times when we have to like lean in with our spending so that we can reaccumulate that again faster than we did before so that we can create that emergency fund. I think about credit card as a high level emergency fund. It's not my first step or my second step, but if push comes to shove and you know we absolutely need it, that's something that I would. I have the freedom to access, right? There's a cost to it potentially, right? So that's where I want us to have this more breathable relationship with our money in general. What we're not just doing the one size fits all. You're horrible. You deserve to like eat poop forever because you're paid an interest fee on your credit card, which again, the point is not to make a habit of it, but the point is to decrease the judgment that we have when it comes to money. So those are the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I want to know what's your thought? How are you doing? I want you to assess for yourself. How are you doing based on this? Because if you're doing well, then maybe what you need is time in the market, time to continue to plant urgently and harvest patiently, right? But if you're someone that you've listened to this and you're like, I need a redirection. I need to change what I'm doing. This is something that I want to work on. This is the point that I want to work on. Then I'm so glad that I recorded this episode for you as well. So was this helpful? Tell me, was it helpful? Okay, so if you said yes, then this is what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead right now, wherever you're listening, and go leave me a review. I want to hear it, right? A review is how I know what is helping, what is not helping. A review is how I know 
how other people know what your thoughts are about this podcast because when i'm looking for episodes to listen to i'm scrolling looking i'm checking out the reviews what are people saying was it worth their time not worth their time so if this was worth your time then let me know it by leaving me a review so i want to just say good job for listening to this episode good job for doing the work that you want to do that you know that you need to do so that you can be well for your sake and for all of us so Thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, if this was helpful, I want you to go share it. Share it on social media. You can tag me on Instagram, Facebook, Latifat Akintare or MoneyFitMD. Do that so that I can also give you a shout out as well because I love hearing how you're doing. It gives me so much joy knowing that you're growing in your way to financial liberation. So I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.